welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast with me, Andrea Fox. This is an environmental podcast about trying to live a less plastic-filled, less wasteful life, about how to eat, shop and do things differently and more sustainably. I named it the Age of Plastic podcast because I think that's what we're living in, the age of plastic. It's in our oceans, it's in our soil and our bodies. And for me, it's a shorthand for some of our big environmental issues, from overconsumption to overuse of fossil fuels to the harming of our air, soil and water quality. It's a gateway issue and it links into so many other aspects of our lives. So we don't just look at eco-issues of plastic waste. This podcast is full of expert guests who talk about everything from ditching fast fashion to food waste and plastic-free beauty to recycling bins. And we share a simple eco-life hack at the end of every single episode. So if you're intrigued about doing your bit for the planet, I made this podcast for you. This is also my journey too, so I hope you enjoy. Tell your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Fox. A big thank you to you if you've already left a review in Apple Podcasts. Most recently, big thanks to Katie, who left us five stars. Yes! And called our guests sustainable superstars. I think they'll all take that. Thank you very much. Please, if you haven't already, do leave us a review in Apple Podcasts as it helps other like-minded people find us. Or if you just want to get in touch and say hi, you can find me on Instagram, Age of Plastic Podcast, or drop me an email if you've got a guest suggestion or an eco life hack you'd love to share. I am andreafox.co.uk is the website to go to. Coming up at the end of the show, I'll have an eco life hack for you, all about a wardrobe hack. But first up, we're talking bags today. And more importantly, fruit. Um, Luxra London is a brand new bag brand uh, created by Sydney-born Jess Kruger. It was founded in 2018. And we're going to find out today from her how you can make bags out of pineapple, mango and apple waste products. Um, They were awarded second place in their first year in business at the 2019 Sustainable Lifestyle Awards. Not only that, but they donate 1% of their profits to London Waterkeeper, a charity which is fighting water pollution. And they're also a member of 1% for the Planet. This is the environmental foundation set up by the Patagonia founder, which means that 1% of their total sales go to an environmental cause. And not only that, they also work with Dress for Success Greater London, who are a fantastic team helping vulnerable women find and maintain work. So I chatted to her about what coloured real leathers are the most damaging for the planet and just what these vegan leather options are really made of. Here's Jess Kruger from Luxra. Thank you so much for inviting me to your apartment you slash me. warehouse. Yes. <laughs> surrounded by bags and new materials. Um, we are going to talk about your luxury sustainable vegan brand. But you came through fashion via... The kitchen, kind of. Yes, yes, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> Tell us about um, your background in restaurants and how you came into fashion. Yeah, sure. Um, so I moved to London about seven or eight years ago to start my restaurant, which is called Ethos. It's not far from Oxford Circus. Um, and I started that restaurant because I had recently become a vegan slash vegetarian slash, you know, bit of a flexi, but strictly no meat. Um, nice, veganish. <laughs> veganish, exactly. Um, and uh, and I, yeah, I, I was getting so frustrated at eating out at restaurants. This was back in, what, 2013, 12, 13? Um, and then I thought, right, okay, I want to do something about this and I'm going to show people that there are good, decent options rather than just pasta or green salads all the time. And so I moved from, I was living in Switzerland at the time, moved to London to start ethos my restaurant and I did that for a few years 
Um, and then I left in 2016 because my business partner and I weren't seeing eye to eye anymore, um, which was not was I, not what I was expecting to happen. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. No regrets. And actually, yeah, really, really hard time, but also mm. a very good learning curve and lots of good lessons that have propped me up for what I'm doing now with Luxtra. Um, so I left in August 2016 and started working on Luxtra in January wow. 17. Uh, so, do you come up with all the designs yourself for Luxtra? Yeah, yes, um, but I've had design help along the way. So, at the start, I was working with um, somebody um, who introduced me to a designer. He does lots of freelance work, and he came up with the initial designs. Now I'm tweaking them with a few new people and saying, like, give me some new ideas. I, I like to come up with the designs myself, but I find that I'm stretched quite thin at the moment, um, doing everything else in the business that sitting down to have a few hours is just like sketching feels like such a luxury that I don't don't get around to very often unfortunately oh wow so I just think I I, I love it when people just do a bit of a 180 and just completely go into a different career path have there been any kind of similarities at all in the industry uh, oh it's more about because I'm I had a team of 25 with the restaurant and now it's me plus a few freelancers um, part-time which I hope to make them full-time when I can um, so it's 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 a startup mentality is is the similarity I guess is right how do we get this off the ground how do we reach more people how do we find customers how do we make sure that they're happy to pay the price that we need to charge them you know what's their you know, price elasticity and it's basically just a, a lot of fighting fires unfortunately um, as well um, and in terms of the industries, I've, I never really worked as a, in a career, so I don't really know what to... I've always done my own thing, so I don't really know what to sort of back it up against in terms yeah. of corporate life or other jobs. You're talking to a freelancer. How <laughs> I haven't had a boss in about six years. Not a proper one, and I love it. Yeah, me too. So I, I, think, I kind of feel like I would love to, like, make something, so I always mm-hmm. feel so interested to speak yep. to people who've literally... and. Like you say, not a spare moment to sketch, but you're probably across every single element of the business, yeah, which must exactly. be amazing and yeah. exhausting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I, and you go through times where you love it and, and times where you really struggle. Right now I'm in a really good phase and I, and I'm, I need to tell myself, right, I need to go to bed now. <laughs> Jesse, go to bed. Because <laughs> I just want to keep, right, I'll do that part then and then I can change that. And, We've got a phrase yeah. in our house, bed is the best. Absolutely. That's a good phrase. Love, love a good sleep. <laughs> um, so let's talk sustainability. Yes. Um, at the heart of what you were doing in the restaurant and now the fashion brand, what exactly is vegan leather? Yes. So I would start off by saying vegan leather has no animal materials in it at all. Um, so usually when I use the word vegan leather, I'll put the leather in inverted commas, if you mm-hmm. like. Um, yeah, like, like vegan chicken. It's confusing yeah. to see on a menu. You're like, uh. yeah, exactly, and it, and it confuses people. And you know, someone reached out to me on our website on the chat the other day and said, you know, but it's not leather. And it's like, yeah, you got a really good point. There's no better it, word, it's, though, is you know, there? All, you know, you can also use leather alternative. It's you know faux leather. You know, it, yeah, it's there's not a great word for it right now. Mm, yeah, nothing that sounds uh, quite like. Well, feather, fake leather. No, it just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> so I went. I actually went to the fa- um, Future Fabrics Expo the yes. other day and I saw one of your bags there because yes. it was one of the examples from this company. I'm going to say it wrong, Pinatex? Yeah, perfect. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'll edit that bit out. Um, so tell us what Pinatex is because this is one of the many 
vegan leather leather alternatives yes, that you use. Exactly. When you when you work with Pinatex, they sort of educate you as to the way they want you to describe the material. Because some people call it pineapple leather, and they say, please don't call it pineapple leather. We're a, um, a pineapple leaf fiber material is sort of like how they describe it which is way too wordy and the consumer is not going to get it i get that they want to be specific about it but i've already forgotten half of the words you just said exactly so um but going back to pinatex pinatex is made from pineapple leaf fibers so it's not actually the pineapple itself you cut the pineapple off and you sell it it's actually the second most consumed fruit in the world can you believe wow after mango I, I saw the mango fact on your website yeah. and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's going to be great for a pub quiz one day. Yes, exactly. Who would have thought? I know, I was like, apple, it has to be apples. Or bananas, yeah, bananas. And that, <laughs> but I suppose we're thinking about like uh, what we eat because obviously yeah, mangoes don't exactly, grow here. Exactly. Um, so there's a lot of pineapples basically in the world and then normally the leaves would be cut off and burned because they're a waste product. Oh, so wow. this company, very, very, very innovative and Carmen is the, the lady who started it, Dr. Carmen Hidjosa. And they basically thrash the leaves, get long fibers, felt them together, and then put a protective coating on top. It's really special, and I really enjoy working with it because it's got some great colors as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems to take... We've got some examples here of, like, gold, silver, like, a bright red, yeah. and, and the kind of blacks and sort of oxblood, I think you would call yes. it, that you would expect to see. It just looks like normal leather. It looks, some of them are a bit more special. They're quite crinkly, um, which is a look. Um, it's some, that's why I specifically work with silver right now, because I think it has the best look for my brand. Um, but I think, can't say too much, but they're working on something new. So. Oh, really? Yeah, so let's see. Because <laughs> that's not, Pinatex is not the only um, kind of material that you use. Talk, no. talk, about, talk us through some of the other ones. Yes, so there's another one we use, which is called Frumat, but I think often on the internet it's described as apple skin. Okay. Again, you know, lots of all these names, like there's no one good name for mm. these materials. Um, Frumats doesn't sound great, but apple, <laughs> skin, apple skin sounds a little bit more pressy, a bit more marketing. Um, and that's made partly from apples, um, but also... So is that peel? Or? So that's uh, what this... Uh, so what Frumat does is they take the waste after you've juiced the apples for their fruit juice industry. You've got a lot of pulp left over, which is called cellulose. Uh, and then they mix the cellulose in with other materials and... The other materials are PU, polyurethane, which is a plastic. I struggle with this at the moment, so it's I'm always trying to find better materials. Um, but you also want durability because some materials, if they're going to be made from mostly biomaterials, they do wear out a little bit quicker. I was going to say, because if you're making something and it's still going to have some apple pulp in, because it is a bio product, yeah. eventually that's going to have it's going to degrade slightly. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, is, is customers one of the first questions they'll ask me was how does it wear at the same time people want a perfect sustainable product and then we also want it to wear really well and like you know does it biodegrade or is that a good or a bad thing I mean obviously it's in the long term it's a good thing but if you're wanting to wear something you don't want it to disappear and disintegrate on you yeah you don't want to be right like rice paper in the rain yeah so I mean that's that's a big struggle and and just just today placed an order for some another material that I'm hoping to use called Vegia, Vegia, which is mostly made out of apple pulp. Um, oh, gosh, there's too many fruits. There's too many fruits. <laughs> grapes. Are. It's made out of grapes. Um, made out of grapes. Yes. Again, wow. similar process to the apples, the, what's left over after the wine 
um, industry has done their thing with the grapes. They use the pulp from the grapes. I guess it would have just been wasted before. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it looks exactly like you would expect, like a PVC it's, leather. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are some of the options that we've had in the past for things that aren't leather mm. for people who don't want to wear animal products mm. are not necessarily that good for the environment. Correct. Yeah, and that's what I, I think a lot of a lot of brands out there. I, I struggle to find a brand that's really good for the planet and also vegan. I mean, that's where I think there's a nice sweet spot. That's where I'm trying to position my brand because we are using materials that are better for the planet. But as you say, PU, PVC have plastic in it. They do. Um, that means they'll take a long time to biodegrade. But it also means that they tend to, you know, they're not going to disappear in the rain, as you say. Yeah. Um, they're durable. They're durable. I would say that PVC is a, not a good product, not a good textile or material to use. And you will see a lot of brands that are doing vegan products um, say they're PVC free, which for me is like, well, good. It's like you're not using, um, you know, chlorofluorocarbons like back in the day in fridges. You know, it's like something that is very much seen as a bad thing. Yeah. So good, you're not using it. That's not a. That's not a plus. It's taken a, the fashion industry a while to to get to that point, though. To go, oh, actually, yeah. this is not necessarily better for the planet yeah. or for the people making it. I suppose if it's full of chemicals, yeah, right? Exactly. There's chemicals, and you know that also takes us to the leather industry, which is why, I, um, you know, people often say, well, leather lasts a really long time. Yes, um, and in that way, it can be seen as more sustainable. But there's two types of leathers in the world. There's um, chrome dyed and then there's vegetable tanned vegetable tan makes up around don't quote me on this about 10 percent of all world, worldwide production the rest of the leather around all the world 90 percent is chrome dyed so as the word implies it's often made with chrome it's made with chromium it, you dye it blue so the skins go blue and especially if they're made in um you know, developing countries, people are often handling these without the right safety, you know, with their hands. So they've got all these toxins. Chromium-6 is something that's very poisonous. A lot of brands will say they don't use Chromium-6 anymore, but, you know, that's, again, still not a... It's not the most encouraging. Um, mm. And sometimes there's a lot of, like... Not that it's necessarily the brand's fault, but finding out who made your clothes is so difficult, it as is. we've learned in there's, the past few years, exactly. from fashion revolution and people yeah. like that. Yeah, there's so many layers. Wow. So all of these kind of options that you're looking at, we've had grapes, we've had apples. Isn't there mango in the mix <laughs> as well? There's mango in the mix. So is that made from the pulp inside or the yeah, skin? Yeah, it is. It is. I've, I've seen the guys. They're based in Rotterdam. They're called Fruit Leather Rotterdam. Um, and I've been and seen how they make it. They throw the mangoes into their, like, mushing machine, and it mushes it up. <laughs> Technical term, exactly. ladies and gents. <laughs> um, and then they do their magic with it. They won't tell me exactly what they use because it's company secret. And then they spread it out and make thin sheets and put that in a, like a dehydrator. Um, so, yeah, that's still a very innovative new material. And I'm trial. I'm one of the first brands to trial. Well, I'm the first fashion brand to trial it with them. So it's nice to have a really close connection, say, like, Hugo, this has happened. Or what about this color? Or can you do this type of finish? It's it's exciting. Um and uh, but yeah, it's it's you know trial and error. Yeah, unfortunately. But that's you know how you that's how you come up with the best way forward. Yeah, and I actually have to say, having a look at your website, I can't think of any kind of and it is like a luxury bag brand that you've created here. I can't think of any brands in that space where you put a picture up of like here's the people who make our bags. Mm. Um, there's literally a picture of like the is it the warehouse in? Yeah, I'm gonna say Turkey. 
can't remember the name. Italy? Uh, Italy, Italy, yeah. Tuscany. Yes, it was Tuscany. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly got that right. I even, you know, trying to be a really transparent brand, I even say the address and the name of the factory that manufacturers that we work with because, yeah, you can go and speak to them and your brands that are so, um, yeah, untransparent or so cautious about giving away company secrets but I'm I'm I like to be very open and say okay if you want to go talk to them great talk to them if you want to go and make your own bags with them amazing because wow. I know how hard it is to make this work so it's it's not like tomorrow I'm not going to have any business yeah and I think it also you know shows customers that we really are genuine we're not we're not like just paying lip service I think that's the lovely thing about people in this space people often want to go here's the recipe or yes. here's what I yes. did please copy me exactly which is so unheard of normally in yeah business. yeah exactly that's so lovely I'm yeah. going to call them up and be like do you do you make bags for luxury yes we do okay thanks that's all I needed to know <laughs> put the phone down um yes sorry Tuscany is where the factory is not Turkey um so did you have a lot of trial and error when it came to yeah. getting okay yeah yeah <laughs> even just what are we today Wednesday and on Monday I got my latest batch of samples back on some small pieces like wallets that I'm doing I was really disappointed oh no yeah it's like oh. <laughs> and I waited for them for like six weeks because it was Christmas time and then it was holidays and this and that and yeah that was quite disappointing but you know it also makes me think right okay go back to the drawing board right you know you've got to be unfailingly optimistic just to keep pushing forward because otherwise what are you going to do yeah I have to say this my favourites are sold out on the website uh. currently so you're clearly doing something right it's getting there yeah. and you've had you've been mentioned I think Stylist FT magazine as yeah. well I've seen your yeah. products in that must be really exciting when yeah. that kind of thing happens yeah I mean it's probably the nicest one recently was um, The Telegraph and we were placed between Nanushka which is sort of a brand that's talking about they've come up recently in the past in the past few years maybe in the past year as like the vegan leather brand on Net-a-Porter. So we're under them, but ahead of Stella McCartney. So I was like, oh, nice. Yay, we're getting noticed. In your face, Stella. I mean, sorry. No. Um, sisterhood, lo- sisterhood. Sisterhood. Sisterhood, sorry. What a lovely place to be, though, yeah. right? No, it was nice. Would you think of being on any of those websites? Or for you, do you think you want to be direct-to-consumer? We're a direct-to-consumer brand. Um, that's how we keep our, you know, our prices where they are. If we were doing wholesale, our prices would need to go up because that's how the model works. I like to think that we're a modern brand, modern thinking brand. Therefore, I'm not particularly fond of the whole wholesale markup, you know, cut prices, sales, what's your new collection, da da da, you know, the whole hamster wheel of fashion as it is. I, I like to do things also because I'm small and I can't do all of that on my own, but I like to do things my own way and be a bit more considered rather than just jumping in and like joining the bandwagon. Yeah. So would you not do like an autumn winter collection um, you're doing like made to last made to last but uh, no I mean obviously I right now we've got a lot of black and burgundy and we're coming into warmer months hopefully please Fingers um, crossed. <laughs> uh, so of course you know I love bags that's why I made this business and I like to have a bag that matches my um, outfit yes yes my I, yes. just a matching outfit coats <laughs> shoes bags I know exactly it's sad, but it makes me so happy it's that it correct exactly you feel you feel so put together when it when it all comes together and so yes we are doing lighter colors but it's bags that you're not going to want you know you'll bring them out every spring summer that's my plan yeah um and also because you know I've been seeing black and burgundy for a long time and we do need some newness because we also like to enjoy life um so yeah 
Yeah. We're not I, we're not anti aesthetics. I know. have to say I, I hate seeing people in like black coats in winter. I just can't wear black in, in, in warmer months. I just can't. I'm yeah. like, it's such a shame. I wear it all the other time of the year. I can't wear it right now. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> it's just And going back to some of the products, I mean yes. I'm holding is this one which looks like crocodile like a beautiful matte beige crocodile yes. skin. Yes. Which one's which which fruit is this? This is it's mostly mango. Mostly mango. Yeah, I smell it. It does actually it does have a faintly like mango. Yeah. In so. a delicious way. <laughs> because let's face it, like leather has a smell. A true, true. You know? True. And that's much nicer than real yeah. leather. Yeah. I mean, I've asked them to sort of tone it down. We're trying different, we're doing different batches to work on the smell because if you wear it for a little while, it's like, oh, that, that's still there, that smell. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, everything's sort of a work in progress, but I really love that bag. I think it's a beautiful clutch bag. Thank you. So I have to ask you, do you think this is the end of leather? Um, so are we seeing the end of leather? I'm sure it's being shaken up, I would say. I mean, we've seen sort of the end of fur in some big maison, if you like. Um, some brands are saying, okay, no more fur. They're phasing it out slowly, a little bit too slowly if you ask me, but anyway. Um, I think leather will have its time and maybe come to an end, possibly, um, when the alternatives are really much I think we've still got a long way to go with the alternatives plus you know leather will be around as long as people are eating meat because it does if it's not an exotic skin like python or lizard um, you do have hides that are coming from abattoirs and slaughterhouses and you know I'm not against the idea of using that but the way it's currently um, done is there's so many chemicals involved yeah so it's not it's not better for the planet no, that's such a good point because, I mean, I can't imagine just yet that we'll see shoes made out of all of the materials that we've got surrounding us. But like you say, it only really occurs to me that how are they getting it that black by using all of yeah. that dye and all of those well, chemicals. Well, it's more the bright colours, like white. Like If you, if you look at um, naturally tanned, vegetable tanned leather, you can't get bright pink. You can't get sunshine yellow. You, you're only getting colors that you find in in plants greens browns dark reds yeah the nature colors nature colors because that's they physically come from plants um so yeah anytime you see a bag that's bright white um or you know baby blue it's not vegetable tanned. damn yeah i'm thinking about my handbag collection now, yeah I'm really guilty <laughs> no i mean and that's the best thing is just well keep on wearing it don't throw it away you know use it because it's there that's how I see it. Yeah, I remember a vegan like online being like, I think I'm going to get rid of my leather jacket now, become a vegan. And I'm like, we can get rid of it, but don't throw it away yeah. and then go and buy something exactly. new. Exactly, exactly. It seems silly to me. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, that yeah. take. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about greenwashing because mm. I think H&M have been criticised for using a recycled material recently because um, the criticism for them saying they were going to use circulose was that they're not going to stop producing the same number of clothes. Um, and so this was kind of like a bit pointless. Like where do, where do you kind of stand on greenwashing and things like stories like that? I find it such a true, I mean, I always like to say, say things are very simple in a lot of ways. Um, they can be very complex, but you can also make things very simple. Basically, if you want to keep making money and having growth, that's not going to be conducive to being more sustainable. Yeah. The only way that H&M or big brands like that, I think, can be more sustainable is if they say, actually, we probably shouldn't be making however many billion garments a year or whatever, because that's going to have a toll, whether it's made from the best um, sustainable materials anyway, 
and that sort of also links into capitalism and I've been to quite a few talks and I'm doing a sustainable fashion course at the moment so it's you could talk for about 24 hours about this topic if not more um uh, I'm not sure the battery will last that long <laughs> <laughs> so yeah trying to keep it in a nutshell my answer um I think our culture and society is is not conducive right now to making the world a better place because it's encouraging us to buy it's encouraging us to feel bad about ourselves therefore you need this cosmetic you need this you need these new shoes and instagram apparently you know i don't get it but people buy clothes just for one instagram picture that's what i I keep hearing this and i think oh my gosh madness but that's i'm sure it's a real thing Mm. um so yeah it's it's i feel like we're again we're on the hamster wheel yeah and it's so funny how we moved away from like buying one outfit and making it last mm. into this sort of unsustainable, you know, buying a new outfit every single month, every single week yeah. for some people. Yeah. What I like to do, and I'm doing it right now actually, this sweater accidentally shrunk it in the wash. It's gorgeous. But, but I pulled it back, I used the steamer and like it teased it out so I got it back to like normal size. That is such a good tip because <laughs> I've ruined a cos jumper that I yeah. absolutely loved. A little bobbly, like tight roll neck that yeah. they just haven't bought back in any season since. And I gave it to my skinny friend. I might have to ask for it back now. <laughs> I was it's, like, this has probably shrunk to an eight. Do you want yeah. it? <laughs> I was almost about to do this, but I, I unpicked this seam to like try and add a bit of a wedge in. Anyway, long story uh, short. I'm loving this. <laughs> but also it's like shop your wardrobe. You know, we've got things that... And, and this afternoon, when I, after we finish here, I'm going to go out and make sure that I wear like this skirt that I haven't worn for ages because I have it and it's nice and I just need to wear it. Mm. Yeah. And so rather than be, you know, otherwise I'll, I'll revert to these jeans that I'm always wearing. I know. Because <laughs> they're know. comfy. So bad, isn't it? <laughs> going back to leather just for a second. Yeah. It's kind of good, like you say, in a way that we're using the leather from the meat industry. But I wonder... Is that sustainable? Do you think that that will change as we see eating habits possibly change in the future? Yeah, I think there's one thing I will always say to this sort of a question is I heard somewhere that if you want to have the biggest impact on, you know, being more sustainable or, or your carbon footprint, whatever you want to call it, there's two things you can do is to fly less slash not at all and not eat meat. So whether we shop better or not, actually the biggest impact we're going to talk about and having is travel and meat and, and agriculture and food mm. so that's what I would say yeah. to that yeah that's that's really interesting yeah so I was always wondering whether could we supply all of the leather industry just with the meat that we you know need to eat to keep like the planet yeah. in, a, in a balance I just think meat my yeah I'm a staunch vegetarian yeah um, wrong wrong person to ask <laughs> yeah I mean but I get it and I, I am not expecting society to or the world to become vegetarian tomorrow it's not realistic um but i think eating habits changing slowly is a fantastic thing yeah definitely i have to agree um so what are the values that you sort of decided for luxtra when you set out mm-hmm. do you have them written down you have like i do a- but oh, i always do this i have them written down but i need to look at them more because <laughs> i don't know that off the top of my head um honesty transparency uh laughing smiling because there's no point doing business if you're not going to enjoy it and I, you know, I, with my suppliers, uh, with it, whenever I'm communicating with Italy, I'm always like, buongiorno, come stai? Che cosa hai fatto questa settimana? You know, it's what? like... <laughs> you were telling me that you lived in Paris before we started recording. Yes. So I'm guessing your French is very good. And yes. you just come out with, I don't know what, which sounds amazing. 
<laughs> so yeah, I've I've been learning Italian since I've started Luxra and Amazing. I, I understand a lot. When I go to try and express myself, it takes me it takes me a little while, um, unless it's very simple phrases. That's but. the same for me in English. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like I have fun with my suppliers, and it's like I I know that they're people. That's what it is as well. It's like treating people as humans because. Like brands like Amazon, am I allowed to say those names? Who you know, just drill down the prices and, and cut and cut and cut. And you've got people, you know, if people working for you don't enjoy it and they're not feeling happy, then you're going to lose them at some point. Mm. It's a brilliant book called Hired, which is about someone uh-huh. who went undercover uh-huh. in loads of like zero hour contract jobs like Uber drivers yeah. and Amazon. And the Amazon one was awful. My, my Like we okay. don't use Amazon anymore, anymore in our yeah, house. No, I, I avoid it at all costs mm. because I just don't. Actually, I remember when I was shutting down my account with them, they said, oh, what is your reason for shutting down your account? I said, because you are an unethical brand and I don't like it. Oh, my God, I didn't realize you could do that. I neither did I, but I remember writing that email. I'm going to do that later when I get home because now I use it to search stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't. I haven't bought anything from yeah. them in years because I'll yeah, go yeah, and yeah. find yeah, the direct yeah, exactly. person and order from them. Yeah. And also my brother said that apparently – uh, whenever you return anything to Amazon, yeah. you they just throw it in landfill because uh, it's too much money for them yeah. to like actually return it's, it. It's so sad. It's just all mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, so we always ask uh, guests two questions, Jesse. Yes. Um, we are lovers, not haters. Plastic is the good material. We're just using it in the wrong way. Correct. Is there anything in your life that is made from plastic that you couldn't live without? Oh, that I couldn't live without? Oh, probably. <laughs> I mean, for sure. I'm just looking around. Hang on. I couldn't live without... Probably parts of my shoes because I have terrible. I find it really hard to wear shoes for a long time because my feet are so sensitive and they always get blisters. So the best, really? the best Ouch. shoes. I'm not even going to show you. <laughs> um, Try not to look. Sorry. <laughs> the best. Um, when I find a pair of comfortable shoes, I just like they're the holy grail for me. Wow. So I, you know, I've got a pair of trainers in the other room and. They're what probably have you, what got have a you lot of plastic. Like all birds, I suppose all birds aren't. Right? No, I've just keep wearing my pair from three or four years ago. Tiger on a suka, like this Japanese, mm-hmm. like it looks like Asics or something. Maybe it's the same brand. <laughs> um, people say I look like um, Uma Thurman from Kill Bill, and she in the film she wears those shoes. So that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I don't want to get rid of them, and I'm, also I don't want to buy a new pair of trainers. I think that's a pretty good one. Like not buying extra stuff and oh. being able to walk. I think that's pretty, they're, they're pretty good reasons to have some small amount of plastic in your life, aren't they? Um, also, Jesse, your environmental hero, please. Hmm. Who do you look up to? Well, I try, I'll try to say somebody a bit off the radar. That's um, nice because we've had a lot of yeah. Greta and a lot of David Attenborough. I'm not oh, yeah. Lie. Okay, so Yvon Chouinard, who's the founder of Patagonia. Yes. So do you, you sign up to his 1% for the planet, Yes, correct? Yes, exactly. Um, and also, you know, Patagonia is a B Corp and that's that's my goal for this year is to become a B Corp. We're halfway through the process and I just keep e- emailing them saying, come on, when when is like, when are we finalising? You said it was going to be January. It's, we're now in February. <laughs> <laughs> January, which year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure, I didn't ask that. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, his, um, his book, pretty sure it's uh, Let My People Go Surfing. I haven't messed up the title. Um... I find that very inspiring for the way I want to build my business. 
I need to get that book. I really hope you can smell the mango through this podcast today. And great steamer trick as well for jumpers. And who'd have thought we'd get to a point in humanity where treating the people you work with like humans has become a completely out there idea. Um, if you do have any good ideas for what we should rename all these vegan leathers, because that doesn't really work, does it? Get in touch. All the details of where you can get in touch are exactly where you're listening now on your podcast app or player. And of course, a massive thank you to the brilliant Jess. If you want to check out Luxtra's designs, head online to luxtralondon.com and I'll put all of those in the show notes. Time for our eco hack now and we're talking clothes. So, okay, you don't want to buy new. Maybe you can't borrow your mate's stuff because you're not the same size. How about renting via someone in your city via this brand new app? It's called New, N-U-W, sort of like new wardrobe. Um, There's a brand new clothes sharing app, so if you've got weddings coming up this summer, I've seen quite a lot of people putting their ski gear on there, and I was like, I need to do this. Head online, download it. It's available for Android and Apple phones, and have a little search. See if there's something that you might like for your next big event. I say that like I ever go out. All right, coming up on next week's episode of the Age of Plastic podcast, holiday, celebrate. Nope, Madonna is not going to be on the podcast. Apologies for that. But we will be learning how we can all travel more sustainably. I'm going to be chatting to host of Green on the Go podcast, India Pearson. She's going to give us all her tips and tricks. Until then, I'm off to shop my wardrobe. Ta-ra.